When last we met our intrepid original cast of Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel, we were in an Irish pub in Tel Aviv, Israel, talking about how it went then. That was a decade ago. That was last decade in 2019. We are finally back to rehearsing again. Chad Yarish, Doug Harvey, Austin Titchener, the original cast of Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're back. Great to be here. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 16th year, number 798, Back to Rehearsal. Last week, we gathered in the RSC's hometown of Sonoma, California, to see just how much we remembered of Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel, since the last time we performed it three years ago in 2019. We were supposed to perform it two months ago in January of 2022, but we had to cancel those performances because of the Omicron variant, and this was the first time we felt safe enough to gather. I flew to California from Chicago, and Doug Harvey drove up from L.A. so we could join my co-author and director, Reed Martin, wardrobe goddess Aaron Sweeney, COVID safety officer Kean Martin, Reed's son, and stage manager Elaine Randolph via Zoom from her home in Maryland. It was good to be back on our feet, and it was really good to be recording live with my trusty old iPod again. crap it's been over two years since we did this show yeah. we've only done seven performances is that right it's seven performances of hamlet's big adventure a prequel like three workshops and then four performances in israel and that was in november the week of thanksgiving 2019 and our next performances our eighth and ninth and tenth performances will be april of 2022 is it coming back to us Okay, I was told there would be no math. Um, actually, I'm surprised how much has come back in just the couple of days that we've been together reading through and getting up on our feet and just getting it back into our bodies. That's been encouraging, too. D D Doug, you're Hamlet himself. What's it been like? I'd say we're ready right now, honestly. Just come to Sonoma Valley High School. Um, come on in. Uh, Wear your masks. Take a look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's right. We are we are well protected. We are masked in rehearsal. We have a COVID safety manager. Say hi, Kian. Hi, Kian. Very good. Um, we're covered. We're su supremely covered. Our wardrobe goddess, Erin Sweetie, is here. Say hi, Erin. Hi, Erin. Everybody knows their cues. It's so <laughs> fantastic. It's so great to be back together. And now we're, we're standing outside as we record, and so we're not masked because... There's no way we can spit on each other here, right? <laughs> right. No, the wind that's picking up right now could not possibly blow any of our spittle in any direction. No, no. Oh, well, and, and, and we are I, taking all the precautions. We had to be equity rules said we had to uh, test negative, uh, and we, we are taking rapid tests twice during this rehearsal week, so we're being absolutely as safe as we can. We're not, we're not rehearsing the kissing scenes, and we wouldn't do tongues anyway, so I think that's all right. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, for my point, I've failed almost every test I've ever taken, so <laughs> it felt like a no-brainer for me, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I'm positive. I'm negative. <laughs> yeah. And I never get to kiss you in the show, I feel like. I, I want to so many times. This is part of the plot, right? So 
Well, then what the hell have we been doing spending all that time rehearsing for? <laughs> the best part about theater is rehearsing love scenes. <laughs> what? How were you guys able during the two-year break since we performed together? Were you guys able to do any live performances or any online performances? Do you feel like you you kind of kept your hand in? I certainly didn't. I mean, I, I did a handful of Shakespeare productions online, but those were readings essentially. It's mm-hmm. totally different up on my feet. How about you? Yeah, Zoom readings at first, and then very lucky uh, in that the observatory in, in L.A. found a way to open itself back up uh, in mid-2021. So, And remind us what you do at the at the Griffith Observatory so, in L.A. Like Michael Faulkner, another member of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, I also live narrate the planetarium shows inside Griffith Observatory. So those, uh, those shows were back up and running as of June 2021, and uh, only on weekends, but it was it was enough fuel, you know, or at least to, to fill the well back up a little bit and actually get the jitters out, right? It was like the first time I was back up there in front of an audience, I was like actually shaking. Because part of it was like, does everyone in here have COVID? I'm sure I'm convinced yeah, everyone does. Yeah, and then yeah. like, you're like, wait, no, I don't. I don't think you do. And I, let me tell a story. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but yeah, that that presence of uh, that that I know it's it's comforting, but as you say, it's nervous-making. Stepping back out on stage and holding a stage and commanding an audience's attention—that's yeah. that's a thing one loses when you don't you're not up and doing it. Yeah, it's definitely a muscle, and and it was interesting too. Was like just feeling the audience as mm. well, like you just mm. how much you miss that too, and you feed yeah. off of that. Like yeah. I know a bunch of us have done Zoom performances, and you sort of are you're like, oh, I'm so happy we all got to get together, but you're exhausted by the ends yeah. of those. Yeah. And sort of this opposite effect happens when you actually get to be out in front of people, you know. So yeah. I missed that. What about you, Jed? You got to be on stage. Uh, you got to have your nuts cracked. Am I, am I right? Yeah, yeah. It was the my 18th annual Nutcracker with the Stapleton School of Ballet, and uh, sadly, my final. I'm I'm calling it in. Uh, I'm retiring, undefeated from the sport of nutcracking uh, after all this time. But there was a changing of the guard, so it just seemed like the right time for me to go. Um, but mostly, I have replaced theater with Dungeons and Dragons, and I could not be happier about it. I don't have to spend three hours in the car every day. Right, there's a lot of commuting here in the North Bay area of San Uh, Francisco. Yeah, so far it's a very select audience, so I don't have to worry about pleasing that too many people. Um, (laughs) And I do get a lot of acting chops in. Like, most of my groups have been a bunch of different people, and I get to play all these different characters all the time. Cool. So, yeah, I've kept that alive. Well, we have clearly have to do a separate podcast about Dungeons & Dragons, because that is a very huge blind spot in my cultural knowledge. But you, these are characters that you create, right? Extempore mm-hmm. from your mother wit? Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's the the rules and you have sort of guidelines on what you're creating, but then it's like, oh, let me pick one of my favorite characters from a movie or a show and sort of base it off of that and then just get wacky with it and throw some magic on top of that and go gallivanting <laughs> off into the forest. I think we should just do a whole podcast episode where you are the dungeon master and oh. you take us through. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. No, yes. That could uh, be your education, Austin. I, yeah, it could be. I love that. An RSC one-shot, I'm totally down. Wow. Oh, this is all right. I'm good. Now I'm getting nervous um, <laughs> and, and shivering. Um, well, I remember sort of early, first couple of months of the pandemic, the, the you know, the true uh, first responders, the, you know, the people, the medical professionals on the front lines of dealing with this thing. I remember one guy got uh, on Twitter and said, uh, I, hope, I hope you um, athletes and artists are staying in shape because during while nobody's going to work because as soon as we're allowed to go back to the theater and to games and concerts 
all of us working, you know, in medical fields are going to want to come back and be and be entertained by you. And listen, we'll be great. We'll be grateful for it. And I'm so as while I'm happy to be able to be getting up and doing that now again, I feel a little bad because I don't really feel like I've stayed in shape. <laughs> Uh, I've actually, it, probably about a year and a half in, I moved out of the apartment that I was in, in with some other friends of mine, and me and my roommate have been doing two-mile walks every morning at 6 a.m., yeah. so I've actually, I've lost about 15 pounds, so that'll be easier for you to drag me off stage. <laughs> that, thank you. Always thinking of me. That's the most important thing. I did watch a lot of Breaking Bad during the pandemic, so I feel like I stayed in shape uh, just by watching TV. Does that, no, no. I, <laughs> yeah, that's I got, how that works. I, got, I, got, uh, I did adopt a dog during the pandemic, so actually, speaking of walks, I got into going to a lot of those, and that was, I feel like, essential uh, yeah just to get out of the house too so yeah, yeah at, at first i was trying to motivate myself with pokemon go but after a while there were only so many things i could catch in my neighborhood and it just <laughs> lost its appeal <laughs> This is Scott Bakula, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Okay, can you please take the gun away from my head now? Where can you RSE the RSE? We're still the remote Shakespeare Company for one more month when we'll give our first live performances in over two years in Washington, Pennsylvania, and Reston, Virginia. We also have a few other gigs this spring and an exciting series of performances this summer I hope to talk about in two weeks on episode 800 of the podcast. Check out our touring page at our website, reducedshakespeare.com, or our Twitter feed at Reduced for all the latest information. Now back to my conversation with Doug Harvey and Chad Yarish, the actors playing Hamlet and Yorick the Jester in Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel, which we spent last week rehearsing. One thing I'm noticing as we return to the script that Reed and I wrote for Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel, is the recurring theme in the play that life is short. And it's hitting me, at least, in a completely different, more powerful way. Life is Short was just a thing that I said two years ago. And now it's like, holy shit, it, life is short. I mean, there's so many. And, and part of the conflict is Hamlet, um, he wants to be king. And Hamlet's father doesn't loves him so much he wishes anything other than being a king for young Hamlet. So that's the conflict for them. And Hamlet literally says, you know, life is short. I want to do what I want to do. And, and the tagline for the play is, what will, Hamlet, what will young Hamlet grow up to be? That is the question. And it's hitting completely different. Do you guys feel that at all? Yeah, I think uh, for me, in a lot of ways, pandemic kind of crystallized purpose, you know, for, for me. And it was just like, what do I really want, really need out of my life? You know, you suddenly get to sit with your thoughts for a lot, you know, if, you, yeah. if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, and I think in a lot of ways that hits upon the theme of the play. And I, I remember I sent you guys a few months into the pandemic, my guitar broke, the same guitar I took to Israel with yes. us. Yeah. And I was, uh, I actually invested in a new one and it was sad. I had sort of a parting ways, but it was a bittersweet moment. I got to send you guys like, well, here's the song we rehearsed together, uh, you know, and this is a new chapter that we're going to start together with a new guitar that we now have at this rehearsal. It's going <laughs> to debut here. So, um, yeah, but I remember thinking, yeah, that so much of that hit for me of just, the, you know, staying true to yourself in spite of the world. 
Um, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, and, and really crystallizing your purpose, I think. Yeah. I I love that expression, crystallizing your purpose. I mean, a little bit of that, am I right that that happened to you too, Chad? Because here in the North Bay, you've done so much acting with so many different companies, but they're a commute. They're a lot, they're spending, you spent spent a lot of time in the car. Yeah, I absolutely did. And I found out that I did not want to do that anymore. That definitely crystallized my purpose. Like I kind of refocused on what I was uh, doing with my professional theatrical career, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I also realized that like life is short, uh, time to enjoy it. Take yeah. the time to do that while you can. Yeah. Um, go, go and have the cheeseburger, do the walk, but then have the cheeseburger <laughs> and, you know, find that balance of whatever it is for you. But, uh, yeah. it's not that people don't, it's not that people don't want to work. It's that people, I think are, everybody's figuring out, well, look, I only get one life. I got to do some job to make some kind of money, but if I'm only going to be making shitty money, yeah. I w- might as well be making shitty money doing what I want to do rather than working for some big company that's just exploiting me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I-, I remember too, like early on, it was like, oh, this this thing's going to last three weeks, right? When we all get yeah. back from that, we're going to be so happy to get together. Yeah. <laughs> and like, how much the world has changed in two and a half years, right? Yeah. Since like, we all considered it could be three weeks, <laughs> been right? been a hell of a three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think about, like, the last time we toured, right? And the fact that we're actually going to get to do that again. I think yeah. there's just, like, of course it would have been magical after missing that for three weeks, but how much more gratifying that's going to be when we actually get to do it. Uh, I can't wait, so... And I was very nervous because I was thinking, boy, but this, you know, an, an airborne <laughs> saliva-based virus that, that uh, you know, that means we can't do any spit takes in our shows anymore. And, you know, the spit take is a significant weapon in my comic arsenal. Um, but now I think we figured out a way. No, we can spit, do the spit take into the wings, just not over the audience. Maybe one day in five years, we'll get that wee Scottish servant out and have, have him spat in his face again. I, I hope that comes back. Uh, yeah, I, I, it feels like it's just a school play, you know, <laughs> means that we shouldn't be um, tra- transmitting the virus. I mean, we, we're we not going to be able to, I mean, equity regulations specifically prohibit actors, equity, of course, being the union for professional actors, which include, surprisingly, us. Um, they, the equity regulations prohibit us um, having any guests backstage, which means we should also shouldn't uh, go out to the lobby afterwards and sign autographs like we typically do. Which is do. like an RSC tradition. I know. I know. It is not going to be the same. And I'm not sure what we'll replace it with, whether we'll replace it. Um, I don't know. We'll figure, follow us on Twitter. We can <laughs> we can retweet each other on Twitter. Yeah, we'll I know. Take pictures of ourselves and send them to you. Yeah, that's right. And you <laughs> Photoshop yourselves into selfies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, with mm-hmm. us. <laughs> my digital signature. Hope you like it. <laughs> Send your cardboard cutout of ourselves. Yeah. And and uh, if you don't want to talk about this, that's that's cool. So let me know. But you know, speaking of crystallizing purpose, we interviewed you, Doug, a couple of years. Well, three years ago, a decade ago, yeah. in 2019, yeah. about your one-man show, Time uh, Time Traveler's Guide to the Present. Is Correct. that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that you have decided you're taking it to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this summer? August 2022. That is this year. It's actually happening. I cannot wait. I mean, it was, as we talked about in the podcast, in 2019, literally last decade, uh, (laughs) it was supposed to go to Fringe. And uh, amazingly, I've been able to keep in communication with the the space director out there 
and just continue to roll it over and been adaptable with the pandemic. Those guys have been totally awesome. Uh, it's amazing to have a relationship with with someone you've never even met before right. for two years yeah. uh, and, and still try to coordinate all yeah. of that. Um, and it's the 75th anniversary of the Fringe this year. Amazing. So it's just going to be uh, epic. Yeah. I, I can't wait. So. Um, yeah, with an asterisk by it because there's only been 73 and a half fringes <laughs> in those yeah. 75 years. But that's amazing. When you told me that, I was I was astonished and uh, delighted that the Fringe venues are honoring the people who said they were coming in 2020 and then that didn't happen. And some people, some people were able to go back in 2021, but not a, a lot. And they continue to honor those people now into 2022. I mean, I think that's a, 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 an incredible commitment from the fringe venues to the artists coming in, and that uh, that it makes it makes me ex really really excited that yeah, you're going. It speaks to a commitment to creativity and art, and, and a time when we desperately need it, right? I mean, yeah. I think that that's really really sh shows why you should go there and why you should support it. You know, they yeah. uh, really have have their head in the right place on that. So yeah. I've been lucky to be a recipient of that, and I can't wait to to meet them in person. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing, so stick around. Let us know how you've crystallized your purpose via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com or visit my website, theshakespeareance.com. Thanks, as always, to would have made a pretty great young Hamlet himself back in the day, Matthew Croak. Web services by Ginger Power Limited. Music by John Weber and Garage Band. And this week by Peter Bufano and Sirkestra. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Susan Eklund. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to friend of the pod, Scott Bakula, one of my favorite Starship captains, who's about to star in a new TV Western and get a reboot of Quantum Leap, though whether he's going to be in that, I don't actually know. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please stay safe, get vaccinated, and keep your masks on, because why not? I'm Austin Titchener, 798, 2394ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Well, I think that's all awesome, and uh, here's to all of us uh, 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 continuing to crystallize our purpose, <laughs> in the words of Doug Harvey. Well done, everybody. Well, thank you. Thank you. Can't wait. Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to just sign off now, because I'm just talking out of my mouth. So. <laughs> thank God it's out of your mouth. Wow, that was a clean one. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. So much less. So much less. So much less. So much less.